Hi everybody, welcome to GALS. Uh, we're changing a little bit the setup. We're not in the studio, we are in the office building. See, there's an office there. Because I'm interviewing the CVP of engineering of the office products, Word, PowerPoint, Sway, and more. So, let's go and follow me to her office. Hi, Sumit, welcome to GALS. I'm very happy to have you with us. Uh, let's start by you introducing yourself. Okay, sure. Um, so I'm Sumit Chauhan, and uh, I'm the corporate vice president in office. And uh, I manage, uh, uh, you know, the engineering efforts for Word, PowerPoint, Sway, and some uh, related share investments around these products. For example, graphics and 3D and inking, as well as uh, uh, you know, doubling down on intelligence uh, and unlocking the uh, intelligence in these products. Nice. So um, you said how, how long have you been at Microsoft? I'll be dating myself, but <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been in the company uh, 20 years. Uh, it'll be 21 this uh, this year. That's amazing. Yeah, it's been a long time. You know, it hasn't felt that long, Sumo. Uh, it felt like time went by just like that. <laughs> That's amazing, actually. Yeah. Um, can you tell us from the beginning how mm -hmm. how did your career started and and how how did you evolve like these 20 years to become a CVP at Microsoft? So, uh, you know, I started out uh, uh, in 96 at Microsoft, mm -hmm. and uh, um, my background is um, engineering. I graduated with an uh, electronics engineering degree from India, and then I did a master's in computer science from here, and after college I joined Microsoft in 96. And I started out on the Access team as a developer back in the day, and, uh, you know, kind of worked my way up uh, as a lead, uh, then a dev manager for the product, and then eventually as a GM for the product. And then um, uh, about a few years back, I ran the engineering systems for all of Office, and uh, currently now in my current role as, uh, yeah. That's, nice, that's, that's amazing, that's an amazing career. Um, can you tell us, like you've been, you've been in, in the Office world for 20 years, uh, I think it's a hard question, but w what's your favorite product? I know, I mean, you can't choose from your kids, so what's your yeah. favorite kid, but what's your favorite product or service from, uh, from Office? You know, it's hard to, to pick a favorite product or, or uh, service, but you know, um, one of the areas I'm very excited about in Office is, uh, you know, we're sort of doubling down on this intelligence effort in Office. And, uh, uh, you know, the idea of bringing intelligence to productivity, as you know, Office uh, as a product has a, has a deep surface area, there's a lot of rich functionality, and our users barely scratch the surface in terms of using the product. So how using intelligence you unlock the productivity, that's an area uh, I'm, I'm super passionate about. In fact, one of my favorite features uh, recently that we shipped is the PowerPoint Designer uh, in PowerPoint, where, um, I don't know if you played with it, but the idea is, you know, you do the bare bones writing, and we do all of the smart enhancements and layout on your behalf. And uh, and similarly for writing in Word, uh, you know one of the features we shipped is editor. And uh, you know Word for the longest word processes for the longest period of time have helped you lay out your content, right? Organize your content. Uh, but we haven't really done much in the space of helping you become a better writer, other than grammar and spelling. Uh, so doubling down in that area, you know, how do we actually help you write better? Uh, that's something uh, you know uh, I'm really excited about, and and the surrounding areas around how we help you find content easily when you're writing or uh, organize your content. So, so some of those areas I'm super passionate about. That's amazing. I I played a little bit with the PowerPoint mm -hmm. feature actually 
it came up to me. <laughs> I didn't even like uh, I didn't need to do anything. So just in PowerPoint and yeah. come up these suggestions, and they are amazing, beautiful. I don't have to do anything. It's bingo, you know. Yeah, exactly. The idea, the whole idea is that in your flow, how do we? Uh, provide you with capabilities that you, you know, those so, sort of those aha, delightful moments that, uh, boy, I didn't have to do, you know, I didn't have to click 100 buttons on the ribbon and, exactly. you know, in order to get there. So it's all about helping you be more productive and more efficient um, while we do the magic underneath the covers, right? Yeah, no, I love, yeah. I love that. I know mm -hmm. I, I just go, I don't, I don't worry about the design of my PowerPoint anymore. Mm -hmm. I just go there, put my content, and I know that mm -hmm. PowerPoint will help me choose the beautiful UI for me. I will yeah. not even just click and yeah. <laughs> on the right. In fact, there's it. more coming, Sumo. You know, in fact, one of the features we recently shipped was timeline view. So imagine, you know, you lay out a content on a timeline, we'll automatically help you lay, uh, you know, you, try doing that yourself in PowerPoint, yeah, right? Trying. It's really hard. <laughs> Uh, but we give you beautiful views or being able to do uh, uh, better smart art, icon, 3D, uh, or, or or even with inking, right? Natural, more natural input. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, being able to draw shapes and being able to do, uh, you know, automatic detection of shapes and things like that. More intelligence around ink recognition and things like that. Nice. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. This is really like, uh, I feel it's it's personalized. It's mm -hmm. what, what the customer cares about right away and easily without even like hiding the feature in, in right. some menu, right? right. And in fact, you touched upon a great point, personalization, because, uh, you know, how do we understand user preferences and tastes? And, and you know, uh, we have lots of data in office and, and we understand, uh, you know, we, once we start understanding the data, we can really tailor the experience to your preferences and tastes. So personalization is sort of another layer on top of it. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited about the new things that are coming in office. Me too, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the aha moments I remember in, in um, mm -hmm. Apple Keynote when mm -hmm. I saw a Microsoft person on stage announcing the, the PowerPoint and Word, um, mm -hmm. and I think even more, right, Excel as well, on cross-devices, cross-platform mm -hmm. on, on iPhone and other iOS products. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and uh, how... Yeah. How was the team's feeling? I remember I had a lot of, I, I'm on Twitter, I'm very active, yeah. and I, I saw a lot of buzz yeah. around that. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, when I look back upon the three years, you know, last four, uh, three to four years, the, you know, office sort of navigated two important uh, uh, shifts. And one of them was sort of this cross-platform shift, and the other was navigating sort of, you know, uh, getting out of the shrink wrap box product to a more continuous delivery uh, uh, cycle and both of this we try to do at the same time and I can talk about that a little bit so this whole cross-platform approach uh, you know the way we approach this is um, uh, you know we could have gone and built uh, native experience on each of the platforms without sharing a lot of code across the products but the approach we took was fundamentally you know sharing uh, a lot of code across these platforms and devices in order to make sure you know we uh, maintained a consistent experience and as well as you know the depth of experience that, that these products have it would be hard to replicate ground up if you started uh, from scratch um, so uh, so that was an interesting journey it's a much longer conversation you know we can go into a lot of details um, but the other simultaneous journey uh, that we embarked on was uh, you know, shifting, like I said, and I was at the heart of it, sort of leading that effort uh, from uh, this, you know, 
you know, three-year cycle where, uh, you know, you would plan for six months and then code for six months and then tank the product quality and then bring it back up and then ship it and then you're done, right? <laughs> no engagement with the customers. And so the transition that we made was um, all about, uh, you know, continuous, we called it the five Cs, continuous delivery, deployment, validation, integration. Uh, uh, and, 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 uh, and as part of that journey, you know, there were so many challenges for Office. One was, uh, you know, there's no instrumentation. There was no instrumentation in Office. And so we went and started bootstrapping, you know, all the telemetry uh, uh, effort in Office uh, to make sure we knew what was happening, you know, running like a live service as opposed to uh, box product. And then um, the other challenge uh, around this was uh, more organizational and cultural. You know, I remember ri uh, writing this initial memo uh, stating that you know office is going to ship on a monthly basis and drawing that you know branch diagram that showed every month we'd be shipping a new release of office and uh, you know just the sort of the resistance uh, because change is hard and uh, you know I, I think I spent months socializing that and getting the buy-in across the board uh, from different leaders in the organization uh, and so so there were some hard organizational cultural engineering challenges navigating both of these uh, you know big milestones for office but here we are, you know, we just, I think, uh, two months in a row shipped uh, Win32, uh, you know, clients, which is, for, for the scale of Office, you know, we're talking about 1,000 check-ins a day across 400 million lines of code, you know, terabytes of output. Uh, it's, it's, the scale is massive to turn that machinery, you know, and, and, and then you, 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 you know, you, you layer all the cross-platform, right? across devices. And all the years of, of work, like Absolutely. Office is, a, is an old product and evolving. So mm -hmm. I can't even imagine how mm -hmm. how, how hard it is to, to put yeah, that in place. Yeah, compatibility is another huge one, right? Like in uh, one of the, you asked about uh, cross-platform and one of, the, one of the decisions we made was making sure that, you know, Office documents, any Office document can open on any device. And uh, that is one of the uh, levers Office has. And, uh, uh, you know, that factored, that decision, uh, you know, uh, influenced a lot of architectural choices that we made uh, in Office. That's amazing. I think Office is a great product. I can't, I can't wait to, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm using Office on a daily basis, so that's really amazing. And cross-platform, I have an iPhone, so I just open my document mm -hmm. and all my devices, and, and it's already there. So th this is amazing. Um, let's switch a little bit to women in tech, sure. <laughs> diversity and inclusion. Yeah. So you're a CVP and you're a mom, you have a family, I can see a beautiful picture behind you there <laughs> of the family. Um, a lot of, a question I, we get a lot is how, how do you do it all mm -hmm. and how do you manage the work-life balance, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. work-life balance? Um, can, you, can you tell us a little bit about this? Sure, uh, Sumo. You know, um, you, you know, there is sort of this, and I want to call it a myth, that, uh, you know, you, you, you can't have both a great career and a family. And uh, boy, I hope we bust this myth, you know. And, uh, you know, look, you can't have it all. There's no such thing as having it all. It's all about trade-off and priorities and choices. But at the end of the day, you know, I think uh, we have the tools, we have the resources to make, uh, make that happen. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, it is a prioritization game at the end of the day. You know, how you spend your time, where you spend your time. And, um, 
And, and if you are motivated enough, for me, for example, um, you know, career is just as important as having a family. And so, so it wasn't a question of either or, I want both, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, then the question is, how do I make it happen? And, and uh, you know, I use, you know, I've outsourced a lot of parts, <laughs> a lot of things in my life that I don't have the time for. Mm -hmm. And then I decide where I want to spend the time. And it's less about balance as much as integration. You mm -hmm. know, it's a full life, and um, it's not and work life. It's full life. Yeah, it's it's exactly, and it's the same is true for the guys, right? Right. Uh, uh, so yeah, we never ask the guys. We never ask the guys this question. <laughs> and I think uh, having uh, a partner who's an equal partner is super important, and I've been super blessed in that way. Uh, so I think it's totally possible to make it work if, if you know women want to make it work and i also respect the uh, the the choice and decision when women you know do want to take the time off and be with their families uh, i think it's a very personal choice and the same goes for men as well they should have the freedom and luxury to take the time off and be with their you know kids. right yeah yeah, we, yeah. We, i mean i i see i see it but i i think they they don't we don't see it often of like uh, men mm -hmm. staying with the kids full time which happens, I, I, see, I see it at Microsoft, I see it around, but uh, I hope they have also enough, uh, like the resources that we have. Yeah. I think we care, we take care a lot about women and we have these uh, union circles and all the stuff, but right. uh, the men who are doing it, we're not taking yeah. care of them enough. <laughs> yeah. But I think even like, even just showcasing that will, will help break a lot of the st so stereotypes. stereotypes. Mm. You know, the other thing, Sumo, is that Women are doing it in other disciplines. You know, we don't talk about gender issues in medicine or law or mm -hmm. other fields, for mm -hmm. example, as much, right? So why is tech unique? Uh, and it's not. It's Th not, it's exactly. Not. We are in the tech bubble. That's mm. why we, we see mm. it, but it's not. It's mm -hmm. uh, The gender problem is, uh, is all over the place. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, so um, off camera, you, you said you're really passionate about um, girls in high school and middle mm -hmm. school and how they are um, not continuing their studies into the STEM fields. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, you know, and I have personal sort of anecdote uh, to, to, to support, uh, support that and why I'm passionate about that. You know, I think, um, you know, I was looking at some charts uh, just the other day, and if you look at uh, women in tech, you know, uh, I think right up to uh, the 80s, uh, you know, you had just as many women graduating in computer science as medicine and other fields, and then you see a, see this drop off happening. And um, I think the theory there is that you know, tech, uh, or at least uh, y you know, at at that age, at the at the middle school age, you know, where you have games, video games, etc. I think they cater more to the boys than the girls, and I think we haven't done a good job of making this field attractive enough for girls. And um, uh, you know, with my 13-year-old daughter, I kind of see it, um, uh, and her friends as they talk about it. Um, you know how we teach the curriculum. In fact, we are not even teaching it uh, uh, in schools uh, early enough, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, I think it's basic literacy, just like reading and writing. It needs to get to that level. And uh, and I think I think once you start, uh, you know, sort of demystifying and uh, uh, you know, making it more accessible and making it feel like it's not nerdy and not uh, you know. Uh, sort of this hard 
uh, oh, space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we'll see more girls studying computer science, and that essentially is the problem of uh, of our industry. We don't. We just don't have enough women studying. And of course, there are other issues like at workplace. You know, do we? How inclusive do we make it? And how easy are we making it for women to be successful? Um, what kind of culture do we have uh, in our in 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 in, in our workforce? Uh, what kind of biases? You know women have to fight. So I think, I think there's a two-pronged problem here. Can you, uh, so you touched based on the challenges. Um, um, can you tell us a little bit about like uh, throughout your career uh, any, I don't know if you want to talk about challenges or rather maybe uh, help or advices you got that mm -hmm. helped you throughout your career and if you, if you had something related to being a woman in tech. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, along my career, I've had uh, various mentors and friends who've uh, helped me navigate my career. Um, and uh, you know, one of some of the my own learning and learning from from people that I've relied upon. I think the best piece of advice I'd have is, um, you know, sort of being self-aware. Uh, I think self-awareness goes a long way in uh, in uh, in your career and then uh, the corollary to that is um, you know being willing to adapt and learn and change and take the feedback and being sort of in this continuous learning mode you know we talked about the fixed and the growth mindset we talk about that and uh, it's true for your uh, career as well uh, you know sort of continuously being uh, willing to be a sponge and willing to learn and willing to grow willing to change uh, can you can you tell us uh, very mm -hmm. quickly like mm -hmm. the meaning of uh, growth mindset maybe for the viewer who is uh, mm -hmm. I mean at Microsoft we know it it's all yeah. over like uh, yeah. the whiteboard and everything yeah. but maybe for someone uh, who's outside of Microsoft a little uh, yeah meaning. you know the simplest way I describe it is you know they're the know-it-alls you know who who feel like they've amassed all the knowledge and they know it all and it's their duty to impart that knowledge to the rest <laughs> of the world. And then there are the people, you know, who have the humility to know that they don't know it all and uh, willing to listen and willing to learn and and uh, willing to collaborate and, 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 and uh, uh, yeah, and, and sort of the humbleness that goes with sort of being a lifelong learner uh, and always willing to see that there may be areas of improvement uh, within you. And then, so, um, what is the goal? Is the goal is to change the know-it-all to be a, a learner or to encourage the learner to give them, like, more chance to, to step up and uh, to speak up? Mm -hmm. what's, the, what's the goal of, um, of this uh, culture switch? I remember it, mm -hmm. it came with Satya when Satya mm -hmm. took office, right? Mm -hmm. So how, how, um, how did we do to make that shift and and how did we encourage this uh, this culture yeah i think i think that's an interesting uh, question you know i think uh, there are two parts to it one is you know are you self aware and willing to learn and adapt and then there is the component of it you can still be confident and have your voice uh, despite being sort of you know curious and uh, intellectually curious right and so um, and you know that is probably the best combination, right? That you want you want a culture of curiosity supported by, uh, you know, sort of this grounded in humbleness, um, and uh, and you know I think we are still transition. You know, we're we're trying to shift the culture to to towards that. Lightning round. So the purpose is I'm gonna ask you a question and you answer very quickly. That's <laughs> okay. That's the purpose of the lightning round. Okay. 
First question, what do you do first when you wake up in the morning? First thing, when I wake up in the morning, I run. Uh, I try to run every day, five days a week at least. Um, but I've fallen off the bandwagon recently, so I need to get back. That's amazing. Um, coffee or tea? Tea. I'm a tea person. I drink about 10 to 12 cups of tea a day. <laughs> I am, uh, yes, and I, and I also drink coffee, so both. <laughs> nice. Um, do you still code what would be, if yes, what would be, what would be the language that you code in? I wish I had more time to code. Uh, I do try to dabble every now and then to keep myself update. And uh, you know, my language is C, C++, I'm old fashioned. And uh, in fact, most of Office is uh, written in that language. As I was talking to you about cross-platform, mm -hmm. our approach was to get you know, most of our code base shared across uh, platforms, so. C++, hardcore, yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, music, do you listen to music when you work? And if yes, what type of music? I find it it's difficult for me to multitask. So when I'm working, uh, you know, I don't like to be distracted by music. Uh, I'm less of a music person. Uh, you know, uh, my thing would be more around uh, traveling and, and you know getting out of the house and yeah, nice. doing something fun. Yeah. Nice. Um, what's a what's a gadget or something that you bought but you never used? <laughs> Apple Watch. It's sitting on my bathroom <laughs> counter. It is an expensive watch, and I tried it, you know. And after a while, um, mm. yeah, just not found enough use for it. Yep. Um, what's a thing that you uh, spend your money on that makes your life easier? So I. S you know, uh, definitely, uh, like I said, I outsource a lot of stuff uh, around the house, and then um, for fun travel. Uh, you know, I find yeah, that's it's expensive. A, yes, but. it is, but it's a good escape and it's refreshing and it puts life and things into perspective in a way nothing does. Well, about since you travel a lot, do yeah. you have a place that um, it's not very attractive, but people need to go and see? See, you know, I was recently in Africa and uh, we went on a gorilla safari where we climbed up a volcano wall uh, to see these mountain gorillas. There are about 800 left in the world, and uh, it's. Was, uh, this was in Rwanda, and it's an out-of-the-world experience, and I highly recommend it. Nice. That's amazing. Um, last question. Uh, if you have an advice, I'm going to change my question, my last question. Mm -hmm. I, I always ask if you have an advice for women, but if you have an advice for men who are watching us and, and um, who have women around them working in the workplace, but maybe one in, in ten mm -hmm. men or something mm -hmm. like this, what would be your advice to, to these men? to help these women grow their career or, or break the stereotypes of, um, mm -hmm. of, of being like one woman in, 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 the, in the team? Or yeah. You know, if there's one piece of advice I'd have for men in the workplace, it would probably be about, um, you know, not being afraid to be seen as a champion of women and uh, not being afraid of, you know, creating sort of your network that includes these women, not just, you know. Uh, the Broland, yes. <laughs> I call it the Broland. Yes, the Broland, right? And so if there's one piece of advice I'd have for the men, it would be to embrace it and help the women 
uh, in the workplace being, uh, you know, feel uh, included. You know, my experience working has been slightly different, but when I talk to the women in the organization across uh, the company and even in the industry, I think this is one of the biggest, uh, uh, biggest concerns. And, uh, you know, when people don't feel included, regardless of being women or any other minority community, when they don't feel like a sense of belonging or feeling included, you know, um, it's harder to, to stay in the field. Uh, this is when, you know, other things for women start looking more attractive. Family starts looking more attractive rather than work. So creating that sort of, you know, going that extra mile to include. Thank you so much for being on Girls. That was amazing. Thank you so much. And, Thank you um, so much. Can't wait to see uh, future stuff on Office. Future amazing things on Office. And neither can I. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Bye. you.